At Brennan Pool in Detroit's Rouge Park, there are two outdoor Olympic-sized swimming pools. And in the shallow end of one of them, a couple kids are splashing around. Can me and my cousin show you something? I would love to see. Two girls push off the wall and start swimming underwater. Brennan is one of seven city-run pools in Detroit. But there was a time when the city boasted more than 50 swimming pools, including some that were on wheels. I'm Laura Herberg, and this is Curiosity, where listeners ask questions about everything Detroit. Today's question comes from listener Angela Hart. Angela lives in Melvindale now, but she grew up in Detroit during a time when the city had mobile pools known as swimmobiles. I always wondered what happened to the swimmobiles that Detroit Parks and Recs had. Like, what did they do with them? The concept of the swimmobile appears to have been invented in the early 1960s in New Jersey as part of a collaboration between the YMCA and a trucking company. They looked like a flatbed truck carrying a container filled with water in the back. They were driven out to communities that lacked a pool so kids could learn to swim. The idea caught on and these swimmobiles started showing up in cities like Rochester, New York, Scottsdale, Arizona, and San Juan, Puerto Rico. As the idea spread, so did the size of the pools. In July 1968, Detroit made national news when it got its first swimmobile, a 30-foot-long vessel that resembled a rail car with the top cut off. The headline in the Wisconsin State Journal, Swimmobile Brightens Ghetto Summer. Detroit's swimmobile arrived a year after 1967 when the city experienced five days of civil unrest within the black community. The pool was donated by a local TV station, WJBK Channel 2. Additional funding came from the Federal Model Cities Program, which was part of President Lyndon Johnson's War on Poverty. In Detroit, unlike the swimmobiles that came before it, these four-foot-deep pools weren't so much about teaching kids to swim. I would take the word swim out of swimmobile. It was more like dunking in place, frolicking, avoid getting your head pushed under the water mobile. That's Edna White, a resident who grew up on Detroit's east side and splashed around in the swimmobile in the 1970s. Edna says even though you couldn't swim in them, the mobile pool was a major hit. It was very exciting. It was like Christmas in July when the swimmobile pulled up to the neighborhood. Soon, the city had as many as six swimmobiles. Each week, residents could find out where they were by tuning into the news or calling a phone number. The empty pools were carted around by trucks to neighborhood schools, recreation centers, and blocked-off streets. Then, once parked, they were filled up with water from fire hydrants. The process of filling a pool took about an hour and included 10 minutes of first pouring off rusty water that had been sitting in the pipes. There was no filtration system, but showers and soap were provided in an auxiliary mobile unit. Parks and recreation staff, usually college students, watched over the children as they swam. Carmen Solis Crowley worked for the department in the summer of 1975 after her sophomore year of college. At the time, the city had more than 40 public pools in its parks, rec centers, and schools. But Solis Crowley says there were still plenty of neighborhoods that were underserved. That was a main purpose of of having them to give 
some recreation to the different neighborhoods in the city. But the swimmobile wasn't the only summer fun on wheels that the city of Detroit brought to the neighborhoods. There were nature mobiles, game mobiles, even a quote bandwagon that staged concerts with local musicians. Solis Crowley says when she was first hired by the Parks and Recreation Department, it was to work on something called a Playmobile, which she says was a semi-truck full of playground equipment. And the sides came down. And inside were swings and a little merry-go-round and a teeter-totter. But by the mid-1970s, funding for things like Playmobiles and Swimmobiles was threatened. Federal funds began drying up under the Nixon administration. And within the city itself, manufacturers and Detroit's mostly white tax base continued to move to the suburbs or further afield, resulting in increasingly large budget deficits. By the 1980s, the city still had six swimmobiles, but it only had funding to operate four of them. And instead of being used for 18 weeks, they were now taken out for just six. By the 90s, Detroit's parks and recreation budget was cash-strapped. Some rec centers had to close, playgrounds stopped being maintained, and the swimmobile program came to an end. Keith Flournoy is the deputy director for Detroit's Parks and Recreation Department. He says the program's demise was caused by a lack of funding combined with the fact that the mobile pools didn't have a filtration system. Health department standards had changed as far as filtration and pools. The filtration system had to turn the water over so many times per hour. Flournoy says the Parks and Rec Department could not afford to retrofit the swimmobiles with filters to meet these standards. But these mobile swimming pools didn't disappear right away. Flournoy remembers seeing one in storage around 2003 in a city park. Though he can't recall where he saw it, he says it's no longer in the city's possession. I don't know where it would be stored at. Pretty sure it no longer exists in any of our inventories. I'm, I'm 99% sure of that. 99% sure? That means a 1% chance the swimmobile might be in storage I, I, I love, I love your enthusiasm, but no. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. I wish it was so people could at least see it, you know. Uh, but I think the only way to really see it today is through, is through uh, old photographs. Unless, of course, the city brings the swimmobile back. Flournoy says that is not in any of their immediate plans, and he wouldn't be the person to make that decision. But when I asked him who could decide, he said maybe the city council, maybe the mayor, or maybe it would be the people. After all, Flournoy says someone asks him if the city is planning to bring the swimmobile back at least once a year. In just a second, we are going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we are going to hear from you. We put out a call on Twitter and Facebook asking you to share your memories of the Swimmobile. If you didn't see those calls, then you need to follow us. We are at CuriosityWDET on Twitter. I'm Herberg Radio on Twitter. And you can also find Curiosity content by following WDET on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll put them all in the show notes so it'll be super easy for you to follow us. Okay, like I said, we will be right back. As newsrooms across the country close their doors, independent and unbiased journalism is more crucial than ever. We rely on you just like you rely on us. 
This spring fundraiser, join us in protecting public media. Your support keeps us thriving. Invest in WDET's next chapter at WDET.org or tap donate in our mobile app. All right, we're back. And as I just mentioned before the break, while I was reporting this story, we put out calls on Twitter and Facebook asking you to share your memories of the swimmobile. One of the people we heard from is North Carolina resident Carmen Pepper. She grew up in Detroit and says she remembers in vivid detail the day the swimmobile finally came to her west side neighborhood. So I'm climbing up the ladder. The boys got in first. All the boys that got in took off their shirts, jumped in, shorts and everything, and jumped in the pool. So I'm going up the ladder, and I'm going to get in the pool. But you stop at the top of the ladder, and I look, and the water was like grayish, dirty water. And I looked at that water, and I just stepped back down the ladder, and I didn't get in. So that was my experience. I never did get to experience the swimmobile. We also heard from Gross Point Woods resident John Dean. He grew up in Grandmont 1, one of the neighborhoods in the Grandmont-Rosedale community on Detroit's west side. Our local community organization would reserve a time with the, I think it was the Department of Public Works or maybe the Parks and Rec Department for Detroit, and they would wheel in this large semi-trailer. My recollection is that for both the inside was I think coated in cement, and it would be filled by then using the fire hydrant on the street. And then we would have the afternoon with our friends and be able to play basically in a semi-trailer filled with water. Kind of a unique, different sort of thing. I remember telling my wife about it, who didn't grow up in that neighborhood, and she's like, come on, you're telling me the truth? But it was the truth. And we got a call from Patricia Pilkington. She lives in Venice, Florida now, but Patricia grew up in southwest Detroit. Here's what she remembers from the swimmobile. It was always super, super crowded. And the kids had to take turns and line up and go in, and you'd get like a half an hour at a time sometimes, depending on how many people showed up. The swimmobiles were actually something we all look forward to because very few of us had friends with the pool and it was one of my better memories of Detroit. Thanks to all who weighed in. If you feel left out right now, don't worry. We still want to hear from you. First of all, we always want to hear the questions that you have about Detroit for future curiosity stories. The best questions tap into something that you've always wondered about the city that you think other people might have wondered too. Some popular past stories looked into things like the Boston Cooler, the salt mines under Detroit, pheasants, and John R. But right now, with it being election season, we are not only looking for your general questions about Detroit, but we also want to hear your questions specifically about the upcoming election. What do you want to know about the things that are on the ballot? About how to vote or election rules? What about election security? Any question you have about the upcoming election that has a Detroit or Michigan tie is fair game. Find out how to ask your question by going to WDET.org slash curious. And I will also put that link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to Curiosity. I'm Laura Herberg, and I edited, reported, and produced this episode. Thanks to listener Angela Hart for asking the question. Mastering for this episode was done by Sam Bobian. Our music is by Will Sessions. Special thanks to David Lyons for production support. Jerome Vaughn is the WDET News Director and Interim Program Director. Our digital team is Dorothy Hernandez, Sophia Joswiak, and Dave Kim. And the WDET podcast intern is Ethan Myers. 
Okay, everybody, we will catch you next time. And until then, keep your eyes and ears open. You never know when you'll come across a good curiosity question here in Detroit. <laughs>